0: I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, Episode 7. Today we're talking about trusting God in school and what it means. So today I have Isaac Jones with me. Hi hey, Isaac, you want to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of input on who you are? Yeah, so like Dayton
1: said, um, my name is Isaac. Uh, we both go to ISU together, Illinois Robert. State University. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I was the um, president of our campus ministry last year. We're both going to be two of the three outreach coordinators, so looking forward to figuring out what to do with COVID and
0: that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, it's a weird time of life, and uh, but school is starting, it's intermittent and... I think a lot of people have a lot of questions on what it's going to be like, and there's a lot of anxieties, and I mean, it depends on who's listening, but some people really like talking about school, and some people really hate it, and so today we're going to be talking about the balance of school, and just like your life in general, about how to balance the workload, and not to care about it too much, and so we're going to talk about all those um, parts about it, and like, hopefully by the end of this, you'll have a better idea of what it means to do that in your life. like. This is actually how I first got the idea for coming up with the podcast was for this specific episode because I was going to bed one night after working on schoolwork and I was just really stressed about it. I told myself like, oh, I just got to trust God. And I was thinking about it. I was like, what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. But like when I was telling myself that I was kind of telling myself just like to keep a loose hand on it and like not hold it so tightly. And so because I'm the type of person to treat it more seriously and like overemphasize and stuff like that. Anyways, so that's kind of where I came from. But then Isaac, I mean, he's probably like a little bit similar mm-hmm. about the way you view school. But you also have shared in the past also how you can go on the flip side of it too mm. when it's a class you don't care about,
1: right? Yeah, definitely. I can be very apathetic sometimes and then sometimes like a total perfectionist.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's not... Yeah, so we can get into that later, but that's kind of like the, the balance we're going to be walking between like not going like too far into it and like making it an idol and also not caring about it at all. And so we just had a car horn go off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, we there, go. there we go. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to hop right into the theology. Like why why is school important? Why is it doing work, specifically schoolwork, important? Does it matter how we do it? And so Isaac's going to share a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, and
1: when you asked me to do this, um, I was thinking that we were going to be in person this fall. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm realizing this is um, so much more relevant now that we're not, um, especially the topic of trust God. But if we look at um, just school and our callings in general, I think it all goes back to the idea of, of stewardship. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what are we doing with what God's given us? And so I think a perfect example can be found in the Bible of the story of the talents. Um, and so just to sum that story up quick, um, God has this analogy of um, a master who leaves his three servants with, um, with talents, which are just blocks of gold. Uh, one person has one, one person has two, and the other had like five, right, I mm-hmm. think? And so he leaves, and he comes back, and he says to the servants, you know, what have you done with what I gave you? Um, and the person with five said that uh, he doubled it, um, and the, the master said, good job. Uh, Same with the second one. He added more. And then with the one who just had one talent, he said, I knew that you were a harsh man, and so in order to not upset you, I just hid this so that you would have it when you came back. Um, And the master was very upset with him. Um, And so um, one thing we can draw from this is that obviously God wants us to um, work with what we have um, and to to multiply it. Um, But also, if we look at why this master was mad at him, it wasn't that he, he started out with one less, um, it's that he didn't do anything with what he was given. Um, and so that's something that I really want to hit on um, as we go through this. So that, that's one part of, of what does stewardship look like. Um, but then going into that a little bit more, um, I want to look at what has God given us to steward. Um, and so um, another big thing that I think we're, we're going to talk about a lot is the concept of rest which is a huge aspect of our lives um, and taking care of ourselves. And you can see that, you know, God made us to rest like a third of our life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we, we sleep a ton. Um, he commanded um, us to, to rest on the seventh day. Um, Jews, he commanded to rest um, like for a whole year every seventh year and then every seventh time seventh year. Um, and so um, one thing that does is keep us healthy. Um, and another thing, it, it tells God and ourselves um, how much we rely on him and so when I'm mm-hmm. refusing to rest, when I'm looking at schoolwork and saying you know I need to do this and I refuse to to sleep um, I refuse to take breaks um, I'm always doing school even on even on Sundays, what I'm doing is telling God, hey I've got this mm-hmm. I don't need to trust in you mm-hmm. um, And so I think that's something that that I need to work on mm-hmm. as well um, and then also just looking at, you know, how else am I taking care of what God has given me first, um, including my body? So, so resting, eating healthy, um, exercising, um, you know, taking care of my mind. Um, you know, the, the Bible talks a lot about um, your mind, your body, and your spirit. And so um, really we're going to hit on like all of those and how they all come together to help us be good stewards of what God's given us.
0: Mm. Yeah. So like what you're saying is rest is pretty core to schoolwork and work in general,
1: I think something that goes through my mind a lot is mm-hmm. you know I need to get this done and if I'm going to do my best I need to spend all of this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a ton of research on you know if you are sleep deprived it's basically like being hungover. <laughs> um, I, I think worse actually, right? Yeah, um, probably. So, so really you're you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're not taking time to rest. Mm. Um, yeah. Um I I did not come up with that. There there's a podcast I was listening to a while ago and mm-hmm. one of the things they said too is, um especially if you're the type of person who who is constantly devoting yourself to service to others, the best thing you can offer them is is your transformed and healthy self. Hmm. Because if I'm sleepy and cranky, um and my mind isn't functioning properly, um that's that's not what's best for them.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So I mean it really is like you love other people in that, too, of, like, resting. You know, mm-hmm. if you really want to, like, treat other people, like, the best of your ability, it's, like, you should be, like, getting adequate amount, adequate amount of sleep and stuff. And Yeah, you need to take care of yourself in order to take
1: care of other people.
0: Yeah. And, like, do you feel like there's other ways that have, like, helped you to rest? And I know we're talking about rest a, um, a lot, but I feel like it's a thing we want to start off right away by saying it's, like, that's a, it's a huge application like for people to get anything out of this podcast and like how to trust God like I think one of the biggest things would be like rest you know Mm -hmm. what are other practical ways of like resting like what are ways you've Mm -hmm. learned to rest how has that played out and you could share a little bit about your story with that too about Mm -hmm. how that's worked in your life
1: yeah um so I, I I think first I guess uh just a practical example it's not always sleep Um, although I would say one of the most spiritual things sometimes you can do is just take a nap, you know, (laughs) um, but oftentimes it's just, it's sitting and, and being with God. And so like, like before you came over to, um, start recording this podcast, Mm -hmm. um, Dayton was locked outside of my apartment a little bit because I was not here. I was out watching the sunset and drinking tea and just spending some time with God. Um and so I
0: I think nothing wrong with that. Nothing hey, I'm locked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. You called me. No, it wasn't bad. Like, oh I'm not here. Yeah, I, I call it um productivity fasts and just taking time to do nothing. Um and again telling God that that you're the one who's making this world work, not me. And so whether that's going and just leaving your phone behind, um and going to watch the sunset or going on walks, it it's really good to just take time to let your mm. brain um Stop running at 100 miles per hour.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really cultivates a good relationship with God because it turns it from, like, I have to get things done, so I'm going to treat my relationship with God like that. And it's like, I'm going to do this to get this from God. But more just, like, or relationships with other people, just to be more about, like, God just wants to talk to us and, like, Mm -hmm. be with us. And, like, other people, it's like, it's not necessarily about getting things from other people, but just, like, being in their presence. And so... Like, when we rest, we can really treat our relationships like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, just praying to God, it's it's more just about being with Him. And, like, even praying, for example, is a form of rest because it's, like, every second that you pray is, like, one second of you not doing something. Yeah. You know, you could do, be doing, like, anything else, but it's, like, you asking God for things and, like, recognizing that you can't do them. But yeah.
1: No, totally. Um, and I guess you, you asked for stories, and but one, one more thing before we move mm-hmm. on to that. I remember... Um, a talk that, that your dad gave actually once. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about, like, there are all of these things that even when we're praying, like, we're asking God for them. Mm-hmm. And they may be good things, but oftentimes he doesn't give them to us because sometimes he just wants us to want him. Mm-hmm. And that that really punched me in the gut because I feel like I'm always trying to do these things mm-hmm. and accomplish things. Um, but, yeah, sometimes he just wants us to want him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I guess getting getting into the stories, which is um, possibly why you, you asked me to do this in the first place. So I have been... Um, like you said at the beginning, like all over the place. And so Mm -hmm. I was actually homeschooled, um, up into my senior year. Um, and then senior year, I started going to a community college and I thought I was going to be the best student on the face of the earth. Um, (laughs) you know, I've gotten A's in in high school. That may have been because my mom was always, you know, grading two and she might've been a little, but you know, I I got in and I thought I was going to be the best and I got my first B and it destroyed me. And from there, I started to think, well, if I can't be the best, I might as well not try. Mm-hmm. And so I went from total perfectionist mm. to totally apathetic. I actually failed a couple tests then because, you know, like a B is pretty good. But mm-hmm. then I just decided that it's not the best. And so why? Mm. And started failing classes and realized, oh, man, like I can still do better. And so totally flipped around then, became a perfectionist, like always tried to get the best grades mm-hmm. again. And then it got to the point where like, you know, when I'm taking gen eds, like we we talked about at the beginning again, very apathetic and still able to get a decent grade because it's not a hard class. And so, you know, been all over the place of apathetic and getting good grades, apathetic and getting bad grades, um, a perfectionist and getting good grades, a perfectionist and getting bad grades. Um, And I think all of those extremes are unhealthy. Mm. And so it goes back again to the idea of stewardship. Um, and are we doing the best with what God give, what God has given us? And so I think we need to look at school as a calling that God has given us, mm-hmm. um, and say, what's the purpose of school? And there and there might be a lot, um, but one of them is I'm at school, and so am I. Am I learning? Because that is a primary function of it. Um, am I being a light to other people there? Um, and any you, you know, there's a lot of stuff we can get into that, but I think that that's coming later in the outline, right? So. Mm-hmm. We can get to that in a bit.
0: Sure. I think I want to prod a little bit. Like, why do you think you went from, like, after you got that beat and you kind of, like, gave up in a way of, like, not caring about it at all? Like, why do you think that was? Yeah, so I guess
1: um, I guess this was a, a little appendix I had at the, uh, the end. I wasn't sure where to shove this in. But um, <laughs> there, there's this book I've been listening to called um, The Power of Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And it's by someone who is um, a shame researcher, and she talks a lot about perfectionism, and, and that's something that I, I've struggled with for a long time, and it's the idea that, since obviously we're not perfect, mm-hmm. when I have these, these standards that are so high, I am setting myself up for shame, because, especially with grades, where no one else really sees them but me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I thought, see, so yeah, I, I thought I should get an A, mm-hmm. But all the while, I'm thinking, you know, what if, what if I can't get the A? And then I get a B. And that confirms in my mind I'm a failure because mm-hmm. I, I attune success to this highest standard. And so then within that, you know, I'm confirming to myself, like, oh, yeah, I'm not as good as, as I should be. And so then that just continues a cycle, and that's shame, and I don't want to share it. Um, or maybe maybe even I do get an A, but then I'm constantly on edge of, like, am I going to keep it? Mm-hmm. So there's been research done on, on Olympians Um, And they show that the person who won the bronze medal is actually the happiest and the person who won the gold is the most likely to go into depression right afterwards Mm -hmm. because they're at the top and there's nowhere else to go. And so now they have to be worried about keeping it. The person at the bronze level, he just worked hard and he's happy to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I think what really happened to me is, again, I had this ridiculously high standard for myself and I thought that was the only way to succeed. And as soon as it didn't happen... I just felt all the shame, confirming that oh, mm-hmm. you're you're not actually good, you're worthless. Um, that was one hundred percent then Satan, you know, throwing that at me. Um, and I feel like at this point I've gotten to where you know my identity my identity
0: is not in grades, mm-hmm. but at that point it very much was. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think part of that is like just like self pity almost? What do you mean? Just like just going to that extreme of like not caring at all. I like in a form it's like self-pity is like another form of pride of just Mm -hmm. like the smaller kind you have the big form of pride where it's like it's all about me and then there's a small form where it's like when something goes wrong we kind of like throw a fit about it do you think that Mm -hmm. was part of it
1: yeah totally like self-entitlement like Mm -hmm. i i deserve to feel bad for myself now yeah yeah yeah
0: definitely i mean i think that's like it's an issue with like my own life and like with the christian life the parallel between like what we're talking about here about the two extremes is the same thing that happens in all parts of the Christian life where we can go to one side of like all about law where it's about doing things and like, you know, like we're basing things on our performance. But then you have people that are all about grace and really people, they say that people are all about grace, like which is called like antinomianism, mm-hmm. a fancy theological term for like, you know, I, we, you can deem it as Mr. Grace. So Mr. Grace you know, it's like he doesn't care about, you know, obedience, but those are just old-fashioned legalists. And so you have legalism, like Mr. Law, and then you have Mr. Grace. And so the same thing happens in our schoolwork. But what we really need is the gospel, like to tell Mm -hmm. us it's like the gospel not only speaks, it's like grace motivates our obedience, Mm -hmm. you know, and we really receive that. And sometimes we just, we miss parts of the gospel and it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's about this, but it's Jesus Christ came to free us and give us a new identity and like his righteousness. And that's what's going to motivate us to like go serve him. And so in like the same way with schoolwork, like when I, or uh, there's tons of times, I think I have the smaller form of, I self-pity myself a lot. If I mess up something, it's like, I'm no good. And then I give up and then I ruin my witness or I'm, I'm a very mm-hmm. bad, um, you know, representative of Christ. And it's because I, I'm just like prideful and I don't have the gospel And so I think it's, like, this is, like, really good that, like, you saw that in your own life and just, like, kind of processed that. And, like, yeah, I mean, you've grown a lot in that, too. I'm not putting your identity in schoolwork. So, yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's kind of like a rabbit trail, but...
1: I think that's a beautiful analogy of comparing that to to our salvation, because... Yeah, it's very easy to think that you don't need to work because you're saved mm-hmm. by, by grace yeah. and, you know, not by my works. But if I really love Jesus, then I want to work for him. Hmm. And so I guess if we apply that to, to schoolwork, yeah. like Colossians 3 says, you know, like, like work hardly for the Lord. Hmm. Um, because if, although my identity is not in my schoolwork, if I'm working like I would work for Jesus, then I should be doing the best that I can. Hmm.
0: That's so true, yeah. I'm really glad um, you said that. I mean, if we want to, we could talk a little bit about the because like, we've been talking about the side of overemphasizing it and like mm-hmm. idolizing it. But like, if we want to spend a moment, like, what are the why is it bad to like underemphasize it or like not care about it at all? Like, why do you think that would be like a problem?
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like that one is is so hard to address because mm-hmm. apathy comes in in so many forms. Sure. Um, yeah I, I, I guess a, a really big problem with it just goes back to to what we kind of said of mm-hmm. if i'm a if I'm a Christian um, my primary function on earth like according to God mm-hmm. is to bring his kingdom here now right mm-hmm. like if if Christ is raised from the dead mm-hmm. then he is Lord and that means we're supposed to live our lives like he is and does he want me to go around the world saying oh yeah I'm a Christian and then not caring about anything um you know, if we claim to worship the God who created everything, mm-hmm. there's no excuse for not caring about it. Um,
0: mm.
1: I, I'm not quite sure how to get out of you know, the rut of apathy, mm-hmm. um, other than a whole lot of prayer and accountability. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that answers mm. your question. Um, yeah,
0: no, I was just curious um, what your thoughts were, because um, yeah, I mean, it can be easy. There's times I'm in class, and I'll just check out, and I'll be thinking about something completely different. And yeah, same. I'll throw that that class like I don't care about it at all. Maybe because maybe it's a little bit easier, or I don't care about the material. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it's not giving a good message to like the teacher or other students and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: and I would I would throw in here. <laughs> this is something I'm I'm not proud of. I sh- I slept through a class. A year. <laughs> like like every I, yeah, I should have honestly just not gone if sure. I was going to do that right. But like I slept through. And it was like a class of like 200 people. And so I'm sure someone in there saw it. And I have like, you know, free Bible now tags on my sure. backpack. Um, so what kind of message is mm. that sending? Um, you know, that it's it's not okay. And I guess addressing apathy, I do want to add this quick. Um, you know, maybe maybe school's not your thing. That's mm-hmm. okay. I think that goes back to um,
0: like, like the stewardship being example. Yeah. yeah,
1: God's not mad at you for what he hasn't mm. given you, you know. Um, the question is, are you doing the best with what you've given or he's, what he's given you? Mm. Um, and are you learning something like that's why you're at school and if school isn't your thing, you know, there, there's no shame in not going to school. Mm -hmm. Like my brother's considering going to a trade school Mm -hmm. and I think that's awesome. Yeah,
0: that is cool. Yeah. I mean, my sister, she's in cosmetology and she loves it, you know, and just do what you love. And so, Mm -hmm. so I, I guess it's like, we've started off on like a big view of like what this means to trust God in schoolwork and like balancing schoolwork and your life. But we're gonna try to start to like narrow it down a mm-hmm. little bit further okay. about like what does that like practically mean and we can give some analogies and like your we have three different applications for you guys to apply to your life for this. Okay. Yeah, so so like I mentioned before,
1: um I'm a student at Illinois State. Um I was the president of a campus ministry outreach coordinator this time. Um, I'm on a couple committees. Uh, Are you I, working in a job? I, I usually work, yeah. Um, I'm usually pretty active. Not as much as Dayton. I've never run a marathon. Um, <laughs> but I've done three miles before. Wow. is <laughs> um, <laughs> Something. Yeah. No, I ran a Spartan last year, actually, yeah. which about killed me. But, you know, the, I, I am someone who um, is not an example in this area. I'm working on it. So this has been really good for me because... I, um, I like to try everything. Mm. And so, um, you know, it's really hard to balance stuff. Um, and so an analogy I came up with is if you think about your life as a garden, okay. And Mm -hmm. then each calling that God has given you. And so I define a calling as just something that's big in your Mm -hmm. life. Um, and so like taking care of your body is a calling, um, taking care of your friends and spending time with them is a calling. School is a calling, This garden is full of plants, and each plant is a calling. And so if I think about doing my best, you know, know, sometimes as a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. um, I think about school, and, oh, I need to do my best, and that means this assignment will be perfect, Mm -hmm. and I'm spending a ton of time on here. And that's like spending a ton of time on one plant, right? Mm -hmm. Which means I'm ignoring the others. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone's ever had a garden, and you are just focusing on one plant, and ignoring the others, and neglecting them, they're all going to shrivel up and die. Yeah. Um, and quite possibly the one that you're spending too much time on is going to get waterlogged and also yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good thought. Yeah, and so thank you. Um, j- just thinking about doing my best is not focusing on a plant. Mm-hmm. Doing my best is being able to make sure all of these plants mm-hmm. stay healthy. And that's different for everyone. Some mm-hmm. people don't need to try as hard as school, and so they can focus more on other areas, like yeah. say outreach. Um, other people do need to try harder at school and again, that's okay. Um, but yeah, just looking at how do I take care of all of the plants in my garden? And recently I got to the point, um, where I had to realize I had too many plants in my garden cause I wasn't <laughs> able to take care of, yeah. all of them. And so I had to, I had to give one up. There was a committee I was on for like a, a church retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had to humble myself and say, I can't handle this. Um, and I'm sorry that I accepted this role. Mm. Um, which I think was really good for me. Um, and a lot of this is coming from a book I read that was really focusing on taking time, again, to rest. So if you think about, like, the mind, body, and spirit, that could be, like, like the soil, mm-hmm. the sun, and the water. You know, if we're taking care of our bodies, it will help us in our mind, and our spirit. You know, mm-hmm. if we're spending time with God, if I'm if I'm sharpening my mind, that will help me with all of these callings. Mm-hmm. Just like with all the plants, if they have good soil and light and water, that will help those plants. Um, and so a, a way to see if you are are not able to manage your callings, you you look at the soil, the water, and the sun, right? If my mind, body, and spirit aren't healthy, mm-hmm. then that means I need to take some things away mm-hmm. and focus on those for a second. If they are healthy and I'm still unable to, to get all of my callings under control, mm-hmm. then that's another sign to say... Hey, Dayton, can you take one of my plants? Because I can't handle it right now. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, God created us with like a certain capacity Mm -hmm. for our purpose. Like we all have a certain capacity and there's multiple purposes, but they realize like we're not in control to rely on him. But yeah, so it's it's good to recognize that. It's like I can only do so much. Yeah. Um, I love that analogy of like the garden. It's really cool to think about because I'm definitely like, It's easy to spread yourself thin, and some people, you know, it's easy to pour into one thing, but I think for the most part, it's like, for what we have, it's like, we should be doing the best job, like, with what um, we've been given, Mm -hmm. and so I guess to bring it in, we're going to give three applications, well, practically, what does this mean, and then we're going to have a take-home verse for you to think about, so, like, what are the three practical applications to trusting God in schoolwork? Okay, yeah, so... Um, number one, uh, we need
1: to trust God in our stewardship of the callings. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's just trusting that he will guide us to things that glorify him. Um, for, for a practical example, like when I'm looking at schools, you know, mm-hmm. trusting that he will guide me to the right school. Mm-hmm. Um, trusting that he will guide me as I pick classes, as I pick friends or clubs or, or anything, not, not just school related. But yeah. yeah, trusting that he will guide me to the callings in my life, or the plants in my life. Um, Number two is trusting God in my rest. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, trusting that even when I'm not working, that He is. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I want to take Sunday to just focus on Him, Mm -hmm. if I want to take walks at night, or make sure that I'm getting enough sleep and exercise, um, trusting that since I'm taking care of what He's given me, um, He will also be faithful Mm -hmm. um, in the other things as well. And number three... Uh, trust that God will redeem my time, and mm-hmm. so, like we talked about, you know, it's really easy for us to get distracted in classes we don't care about. Um, but God has brought us there, mm-hmm. and so, you know, trusting that whatever we're doing, whatever callings He's brought us to, that as we're working in them, as we're resting in them, that He will use that time that we've spent mm-hmm. for good. Yes,
0: yeah, so true. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like it goes hand in hand, like in like trusting that God will re- redeem the time. And resting and just like in my own life and bouncing off of that, is like try to do the best of your ability to reserve 24 hours once a week mm-hmm. where you don't work. And just try to push aside and do stuff you like doing. But most of all, be refreshed spiritually. Whether you're like listening to a sermon um, or like going through your Bible of certain things and praying to God. Try to put in extended time more than usual. And then just go do things that you enjoy um, the rest of the day and try to think about what you've thought about earlier in the morning. or, um, And that's, if you can do anything, just try to reserve 24 hours a week and it really will help you. Mm-hmm. And no matter it's what you doing, though. it's really hard. You feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, should I be doing something right now? But, like, yes, you should. Rest. <laughs> yeah. And when you get in that habit, I think it's like, it'll start to like, really, it really will change your life in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because we were created to rest um, on the, you know, once a week. So yeah, I think it's really helpful. Yeah. You got any more thoughts about that, about practically like walking it out? Has there any, do you have any tips from your own life that you applied and that have helped you a lot or with resting, resting and with like schoolwork about methodology or mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
1: I think scheduling time mm-hmm. is really important. Um, especially if you're trying to do a lot of things mm. or even if you're apathetic, this helps too. just being able to set a schedule and mm-hmm. having someone keep you accountable for it. Yeah. If you're apathetic, that will really help you kind of get in a, get in a flow mm. and the power of habit is, huge. um, yeah, is huge. Um, and then on the flip side, if you're trying to do a lot, being able to, um, compartmentalize, um, like school into, you know, a, a, an area of your life. So it's not overflowing into everything mm. else is really important too. And then, it almost sounds bad, but like schedule time in for God, like right mm-hmm. now, yeah. you know, like it, it was hard enough for us to time find time to meet. Sure. If we didn't schedule it, it would never happen. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we were willing to schedule it mm-hmm. tells each other that we're important to each other, right? Yeah. And so oftentimes it feels weird scheduling time for God, mm-hmm. but by doing that, I'm telling him, you're important enough to make sure that I don't do anything in this time, like you said, with the t- with the yeah. whole 24 hours.
0: Um. So yeah, scheduling, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like there was this mom and she would just put a blanket. Cause so it's like she was crazy house, like you know kids everywhere, like hard to get any time alone. But she would put a blanket over her head and like she that's where she would do her quiet time. And she mm-hmm. told her kids not to interrupt her when she has a blanket <laughs> over her head. That's that was, awesome. Yeah, so she had her time with God, and it's like it's like we really need that. And no matter where we're at, it's like life is crazy. Just schedule it in. You know, put it in your thing like. Hey, you know, someone tells you, someone's like, hey, I, I got a meeting coming up. I got to go, you know? Yeah. But so because it is, I mean, it's like we need that and it's scheduling's great. So yeah, for the most part, um, that's it. So do you have a take home verse for us to use?
1: Yeah. So I am there. There's so many good ones. But the one that I kind of landed on after a while thinking about it was Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. So I, I did steal. I took two. But okay. uh, <laughs> so the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, uh, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I feel like that just ties like beautifully back into what we were just talking about, of you know, God's given us this to steward, and so mm. if we're doing a good job and working hard in that, he'll bless us for mm. it. If we're being apathetic and not being good stewards of what he's given us, um, we will suffer for that. Hmm. Um, not necessarily directly from him, but you know, if I'm not taking time to rest, um, you know, staying healthy, that that'll hurt me hmm. in my relationships.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a really good verse. So take that home and think about it. It's like God loves a cheerful giver, and it's because God, He's a giver. He gave His Son, He gives us life, and He really does care about us. And like receiving that changes us. Yeah, that's that's all I had. And I woo! just wanna say thanks. Yeah, woo! This is great. <laughs> I don't wanna say thanks to Isaac. Really cool to hear his perspective on how it's been and I hope it changes your life too. But yeah, thanks Isaac for joining and yeah, thanks for inviting me. This was super fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's how you trust God bro. And- <laughs>